their life. So this morning we'll venture into our second of the three general modes of shamatha practice, settling the mind in its natural state. As you may recall, this practice is not found in the Pali Canon, but it's very, very compatible with the teachings of the Buddha in that, in that body of teachings. And it clearly overlaps with the close application of mindfulness uh, of the mind, close ap- application of mindfulness to the mind, the jitta satipatthana. Now, when people first venture into this practice, many people find it rather difficult to know exactly what to look at. When I say the object of mindfulness is the space of the mind, and whatever arises within it, then a lot of people are wondering, where is the space of the mind? Is it in front of me? Is it, is it behind me, inside my head? Where is it located? We can place this in the context of some really classic Buddhist phenomenology, and that is the classifications of the 18 elements of existence, the kam chopge, kam chopge. In this regard, then, there are six domains of experience, domains in which phenomena arise. There are six modes of consciousness, the five sensory and mental, and there are six faculties, the five sensory faculties and then the mental faculty. So three times six makes 18. So the object of mindfulness here, one can say, is the the domain of phenomena, which interestingly enough is called dhamma-datu. Dhamma-datu. But here, not dhamma-datu as in the absolute space of phenomena or emptiness, anything like that. It's simply the, the domain of dhammas, which means phenomena. Now, a little bit of elaboration there. I can direct my mental awareness to Marissa and the visual appearance of Marissa. So not only am I picking up the visual appearance with visual perception, but I'm directing my mental attention. So both mental awareness and visual awareness are picking up the presence of, of Marissa. And so mental perception, mental awareness can can and does venture into all six domains. That is, I can, I can direct my mental awareness to sound, to mental awareness to tackle sensations, the lukedekcha, doing mindfulness of breathing. But just as the visual perception has its own unique domain, and that is colors and shapes, you don't see colors with, you don't perceive colors with any other, you know, apart from vision. Uh, that is, among the five senses, certainly that is unique to vision. The, the auditory faculty or consciousness picks up sound and so forth. Mental awareness, mental consciousness also has its own unique domain, which is invisible to the five senses, and for that matter, invisible to all instruments of technology, all of scientific inquiry. And so our approach this morning will be one I'm sure many of of you are familiar with, and that is we'll approach this domain, this domain of dharma-datu, the domain of phenomena, but uniquely those phenomena that are, that is those phenomena that are uniquely accessible to or knowable by mental perception, not by any of the five physical senses, and you don't get them with technology, so we're going to circle in. We're going to be looking, we'll be directing this kind of quality of bare attention to the visual, the auditory, then the tactile, and then kind of by a process of elimination, then we'll attend to what is immediately appearing that is not visual, not auditory, and not tactile. And we'll forget about smells and tastes for the time being, because hopefully there's a very little. And we'll focus on what's left over, and that will be the dharma-datu, or the domain of phenomena, and specifically those phenomena that appear only to the mind's eye, only to mental awareness. Okay, So that's the, the, the domain, and then all of the mental events 
that arise within that dharmadhatu are grist for the mill, they are objects of mindfulness in this practice. And it's interesting too that this word dharmadhatu is the one used, although in Tibetan it's called chukikam, whereas dharmadhatu, when we think of ultimate reality, is chukiying, so it's a different term. But it's interesting, this is kind of the relative, rel- this is the relative dharmadhatu. And when you peel all the layers away of conceptual elaboration and so forth, when you peel that dharmadhatu away, this relative dharmadhatu, and all of your senses implode just into that dharmadhatu, and your mind implodes into the, into the substrate consciousness, then that dharmadhatu is revealed as substrate, the alaya, alaya. And then the ultimate nature of the alaya is emptiness. And on some occasions, the word alaya also refers to emptiness, like in the seven-point mind training. Atisha refers to emptiness as alaya, the ground, the all-ground. Okay? Without further ado, our time is passing so quickly, let's find a comfortable position and go right in. practice in Tibetan is called Sem Neldu Baba, settling the mind into natural state. It's also called Sem Lamipeshine. So shamatha focused on the mind and it's taught in all schools of Tibetan Buddhism and especially affiliated with Mahamudra and Dzogchen. Begin as always by settling the body in its natural state. The three qualities of relaxation, stillness, and vigilance. Settle your respiration in its natural rhythm. And for a little while, calm your conceptual mind by way of mindfulness of breathing. <coughs> 
You may, if you wish, count 21 breaths, or simply practice mindfulness of breathing in any of the three ways of your choice.
and let your eyes be open and bring the full force of mindfulness to this visual field, this elliptical domain of shapes and colors. And simply observe what arises in this visual domain without projection, without labeling, without conceptualization. As the Buddha stated, in the scene, let there be just the scene. your eyes close and turn the same quality of bare attention, of a quiet mindfulness, to the domain of sound, and in the herd let there be just the herd, without conceptual associations and so on. Just be present from moment to moment, attending to the sounds that arise. Redirect your attention to the tactile domain, the space of the body, and observe the tactile sensations of earth, water, fire, air, simply observing their nature, and in the felt, let there be just the felt.
now with the eyes just partially open, but your gaze resting vacantly in the space in front of you without attending to any visual object, any shape or color. Direct the full force of your attention to that which immediately presents itself to your awareness, but which is not sensory. You do not see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. By a process of elimination, attend to what you can only mentally perceive, and not with any of the five physical senses. Whatever thoughts arise, discursive thoughts, mental images, memories or fantasies simply observe their nature without trying to control, regulate or modify them in any way. Experiment with breathing through your nostrils or breathing through your mouth. Either way is fine. See which gives the greater sense of ease, of, rela of relaxation and looseness in body and mind.
focus of mindfulness is the space of the mind, the domain of mental events, and whatever mental events arise within that domain. Monitor the flow of your attention as always, with introspection, noting the occurrence of excitation or laxity, and applying the remedy.
challenge here is to let your awareness remain in stillness while thoughts come and go. And the way to achieve this is by sustaining the flow of mindfulness without distraction, without being carried away, and without grasping, which results in your awareness not being moved by the thoughts that come and go.
So with respect to the flow of obsessive, compulsive, delusional thinking, we see the, the strategy here is different than that from mindfulness of breathing, and it's more subtle. With mindfulness of breathing, we simply seek to, seek to release the obsessive flow of thoughts altogether, and there, thereby not get caught up in the compulsive grasping onto them, and then not get caught up in the delusional fixation on them, thinking they're all true. In this practice, we allow the obsessive flow, the involuntary flow of thoughts to, to occur, to arise without censorship, without restraint, with no inhibition. We allow the thoughts to flow, but then we <laughs> sever the connection that makes them afflictive. And the, 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 the connection that makes them afflicted is the grasping. It's only because we grasp onto thought that they harm us. That's simple. And so here's the practice of allowing them to flow, but just be present with them and to avoid what psychologists call the cognitive fusion, where our awareness becomes totally fused with the thought and our attention becomes riveted on the referent of the thought. So we're simply being aware of the thought, the image, whatever's arising in the present moment, in the space of the mind, and allow it to flow, but your awareness remains relatively at, 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 in, in stillness while the thoughts come and go. So this is one more practice that is really wonderful to, uh, or kind of lends itself to being practiced in between sessions. Okay, So when you walk out the door, wherever you go, if you'd like to maintain this, maintain this continuity of mindfulness, then you don't necessarily always have to keep your awareness grounded in the physical senses, you know, the, the tactile and so forth and so on. You can be quite open, quite spacious, and allow any thoughts to arise that want to arise. But be aware of them so you're not caught up in them, grasped by them, and carried away off to the reference. Okay? So it's a subtler endeavor. But this is one you really can maintain the continuity in between formal meditation sessions. And the more you do so, the easier you'll find it to slip back into meditation so you'll not be taking one step backward every time you you know, step out of meditation so you can take a step forward, backward, forward, backward. But continue to step forward even in between sessions. Okay? Well, we'll have plenty of time to revisit this practice. That's enough for now. And I'll see you a little bit later, later today.